If you're tired of feeling like your wellness is suffering while you're taking care of everyone else, I have some tips for you today that I want you to tune into. And they're from the perspective of someone that's been in property management. I know how crazy it is on site and I don't want you to sacrifice you just to get your community where it needs to be because I don't think you have to. Hey there, welcome to the Multifamily Mix, your go-to blend for all things multifamily, equal parts apartment marketing and retention with a generous splash of encouragement, my friend. Ready to shake up the multifamily world? I'm Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing, here to serve up ideas and innovations. Time to mix things up. Let's do it. So Marcy and I have tried to record this intro three times, but we've died laughing because we've made so many mistakes. So Mars, we are getting it on this one. This one's it. I, I can feel it. Let's start with something so easy. A lot of people really liked our episode on habits, whether they're goal habits or achievement habits. And I'm curious if you gave any more thought. I know you already had done some planning, but anything new pop up? Well, yeah, I after that episode, I felt really like excited about the new year. And I was like, what are these habits that I actually want to do for shoot for next year? And one is walking because I know how good I feel when I do it. And I have been looking back on like times in my life where I felt really good. And it was when I was walking every single day. So I want to install that habit like you have. And so, yeah, maybe we can keep each other accountable. I love that. I totally want to support you because I think that's something even fun for the new year to take, like when we do our planning meetings for maybe these podcasts, Mm -hmm. instead of just sitting in a dark room, like, you know, where you're kind of hunched over a computer, going outside, walking, thinking through some things. I think that could be really fun. I think it'll get our creative juices flowing too. Yes. So today I thought it would be interesting to add to this topic of wellness, which is something new that is part of why we decided to change it to the multifamily mix and I wanted to talk a little bit about wellness but specific to property management property managers I mean being a property manager myself for many years and then being in the corporate world even on the vendor side I feel like wellness was never a priority for me at that time and I can see where I really suffered I agree I I actually talk to a lot of the community managers when I do welcome calls and share about our product and show them how to utilize it but before we actually do that I kind of get to know them a little And everybody is burnt out. It's just sometimes in this industry, people just, you have so much on your plate and they're doing so much. But yeah, I totally agree. I think it's something, a topic that needs to be spoken on more. And I think what's interesting about that is our audience are efficient at helping manage other people's homes. Like you probably know this when you talk to those property managers they care so deeply about making sure that that asset is well maintained and it's running well and their stress is usually over making sure that happens right but if you were to flip the script and ask them how well they're taking care of their own home their mind their body you know the the space that we like live Live in in, yeah. yeah they would probably admit and many have to me that this is one of the first things to go so i think when we think about that analogy of how we maintain communities we could really apply that today to how we maintain our own wellness. So I'm excited to dig in. Me too. So Marcy, which Sprouter are we hearing from today? Okay, well, we're hearing from Chloe Horton today, and she just had amazing things to say about being on membership. She said, our company has been using Sprout for the last four years and has used countless amounts of its resources. We've used the monthly calendars as team planners. We've used social media templates and the flyer event templates. I love Sprout and would 10-10 recommend. Wow, doesn't that make you feel good? That is so awesome, Marcy. I love hearing that, and it makes me think how much time we're saving people like Chloe that are on site and have so much on their plate. So that is a cool testimonial. I love hearing that. That's a win. 
Okay, Barb, so we have six tips that we're going to go over today. You want to jump right in? Yeah, I think so. So the first one is kind of an interesting place to start. It's starting with the end in mind. And so it's something that I made up. It's called Pillow Chat. It's nothing scandalous, <laughs> okay. don't worry. But pillow chat is because I noticed something would happen every evening. When my head would hit the pillow, I would start to have this chat, this conversation with myself. And it was about how the day went. And if the day went really well and I was happy with the way things went, I'd fall asleep and just have like a good night of sleep. But if there was something, and usually there's always something, course, yes. that I would have wanted to do different or that I didn't meet maybe a goal that I was trying to do, I would start that conversation and it would usually make me kind of get worked up and not sleep as well. Right. So I said, how can I do this where I reverse engineer and pillow chat was born. So in the morning when my eyes open up and my head's still on the pillow, I have a conversation that says, how do I want this day to go? What are the things that I've got on my calendar? Usually I've already looked at it the night before, so I kind of know what's coming up and I'm walking myself through those scenarios. If In regards to wellness, if it's a day where it's jam-packed with meetings or something stressful, I'm thinking, where can I have those little moments of reprieve? How am I going to act in a way that when my head hits the pillow, I'm going to feel really good? Even if I don't accomplish everything I'm trying to do, what is going to make me feel, you know, the best and so that I can have that good sleep? And so who do I want to be when my head hits the pillow? I love that. I love that. So you're like reverse engineering your day, kind of. Exactly. So the second one is starting with fueling yourself well. I know for a lot of us, we're just driving through and picking up something and it's probably not the best thing for us. And we know it deep down, but it's convenient. And so I think it's really interesting that we would never put water in our fuel tank. We would logically know that this machinery isn't going to run well. And yet a lot of times we're not giving the same level of thought to the kind of fuel that works with our body. So true. So I think something that's really good is just test it. You know, for a few days, try a couple of different meals. See which one keeps you satiated the longest, where you're not hungry in an hour. Mm-hmm. Which one keeps you from hitting an energy wall. For me, I've done this a ton, tested a ton, and I find that just something very protein heavy, I feel it's a lot better. If I start with something sugary for the day, it's like I'm chasing that sugary feeling it's all day long. literally a domino effect. Yeah. I found that too when I start with the sugary coffee. It's kind of like I'm craving it all day long. Exactly. And we all know that, you know, starting your day with a ton of sugar is probably not the best way to go, but we right. do it sometimes, even in our drinks. So I would say really emphasize how you're fueling yourself. So the next one is the big three. I love thinking about what are the three things that need to be done that day that I'm going to feel like I've made the most progress on my goals. So if it's an owner's report that day, that might be the biggest one. But knowing ahead of time what your intention is for that day, then when life gets chaotic, which it will, you're really front stacking your day and you're getting those three done as quickly and as efficiently and as well as you can. And if everything is chaotic and nothing else happens, at least you know that your big three were done. And over a year, that adds up to a lot of important work. Right. And we kind of all know what that big three really is every morning. But whenever we actually sit down, maybe even write it out, it really helps you stay focused on those goals. I will say for sure, write it out. Mm -hmm. That way you can, when you notice yourselves, because I know something that I do is when I get maybe a little stressed, I might want to reach for something that's overly caffeinated or sugary to kind of help me. Or I might just do busy work that feels good because it's easy to check off or maybe scroll social media mindlessly. But when I have a big three that I'm focused on, nothing else is happening until that big three is done. And that feels really good. 
So the next one, number four, is movement. Um, studies show that every 52 minutes, we kind of need that break in just for productivity. We just don't function that well. So setting a timer for 52 minutes and just getting up and walking. You could do five jumping jacks, 10 jumping jacks, 10 squats. You know, I like those I little things. <laughs> yes. So before I do a podcast, I try to do a few jumping jacks or just move my body or dance a little bit. The other thing that I was going to say is as property managers, if you're on site, you kind of could build that into your job. You know, going and walking your property for five or 10 minutes a few times a day would add up to 20, 30 minutes. And you could say, I'm going to go check these amenities or I'm going to go check these new move in, you know, make readies or I'm going to go and put out notices and you might say, oh, that's somebody else's job. But if you do it, just that movement is going to be so good. You're getting that sunlight. You're mm-hmm. getting that fresh air perspective. And if you can't, you could also pack a pair of tennis shoes, walk on your community treadmill for a few minutes. If you don't want to even do it at the community treadmill, I just bought this little kind of under the desk walker yeah. under 200 bucks, super light. You just pull it out and you just walk at a normal pace. You're not getting sweaty. I tried to do that a couple of times throughout the day, just when I feel that I'm kind of like hitting that slump. You've been loving it too lately. Loving it. Yeah. Okay. And I like how you can also, it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. You can do it in those increments and you're still getting that movement. Exactly. So 30 minutes all at once or 30 minutes broken out throughout the day, whatever you do, it's just about little changes that are sustainable. Like we talked about, can you sustain doing a five minute walk? Right. Then once it's installed, could you make it 10? So little, little Little bump ups. Yeah. Mm The next one is relationships. I think that for our wellness, there was actually a study done by Harvard and it was one of the longest standing studies where they followed a group of gentlemen and then they eventually added women, their wives, their children over like an 85 year happiness study. The number one predictor of uh, happiness that then correlated to health was the quality of their relationships. I believe it. Do you? I mean, I was, I read it and I was like, you know what? We sometimes don't put enough emphasis on our relationships. So I think it's things like not only that part about movement, but leaving your desk for lunch and occasionally maybe having plans to go to lunch with someone. Yes, I love that. It gets you out of your four walls. Yes. And you get a different perspective. Yeah, you can leave in a bad mood. I know sometimes me and you might be in a slump and you right. and I get together and I'm all of a sudden seeing life you differently. You feel like a new person. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I think that I also think having that phone a friend, property management is stressful. I really believe in the power of partnership. So who's that friend you can call? Who's that person that you can get a little bit of a just, I can vent. I can also get a positive reframe on how things are going or not even always reframe, just somebody that I can talk to. And then the other thing is reaching out and doing something kind for someone else. That boost that it gives you is huge too. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something big. It can be something small, but it gives you that like such a good feeling. Yeah. When somebody sends you a text that they're just thinking about you, it feels so good in the middle of the day. Yep. Okay. So my last one is a go-to happy list and it's basically my joy list. So in my phone, whenever I am stressed, I have a list of things that are free, easy, and don't take a lot of time that bring me joy. So it might be a walk. It might be going to a coffee shop to get a cup of coffee. It might be just stretching for a minute, calling a friend. A lot of the things that we talked about listening to, like I have a few songs that I'll always, doesn't matter. Yeah. They just make (laughs) me happy. Maybe it's an Instagram account that has like really funny little things, you know, whatever. I have that list. And so on a day where things are just not flowing, I'm not feeling either mentally or physically well, I know that I can pull from my toolbox, my little happiness, joy list, and implement a couple of those things. I will say 
one of the biggest things for me is just be okay to fight for your happiness. You've it's okay. always said that. I love that. Yeah, it's like, I think so many times we think like, oh, if I have to fight for it, then it's not real happiness. And right. I think what else would be even more worth worthy than fighting for just because you wake up in a bad mood or you're not feeling well or you have some physical illness, it doesn't mean that you have to give away all your power and also be angry about it or right. negative. Right, I, I love that. So fight for your joy. So to recap, pillow chat, mm -hmm. fuel yourself well, set your day's intentions with your big three, your movement every 52 minutes or at least a few times a day, strong relationships, and then having a joy list where you continually fight for your happiness. Which one's your favorite? I, I love them all, but actually I'm going to just mention two. So the movement one, because I want to install that habit of yeah. walking. So that one's going to be definitely one that I'm going to keep going and trying to do. And then the go-to happy list. I think that that's such a cute way because there are so many things that are for free or little things that yeah. I can do to make me happy. It's like a little in, endorphin boost. Yes. So I'm going to make a little list on my phone. Yeah. And it's okay to draw from your list. So these were only a few. We wanted to just start the year easy. Pick one, pick two, make your own, whatever it is that you guys do, but be willing to say that this is an important thing to fight for. Yes, I love that. And if y'all have any new ones, let us know. So this is actually my favorite part of the podcast. It's our pep talk section. And I love it so much because you're my pep talk queen. You're my <laughs> cheerleader. You always kind of just give me that little pep talk that I need. So let's pretend that you're actually talking to a manager who's going through it. They are tired. They are overwhelmed. They have a lot of goals that they want to reach, but they just don't even know where to start. What would you tell somebody like that? I think that if I was with them, I would first of all say that you are so amazing at taking care of others. What if you extended that to yourself? Because you definitely right. deserve it. And if you don't even want to do it for yourself, because you're a giver, I already know you. <laughs> it's like, think about the better version of you and all the things that you can do and all the people that you can impact when you feel good. So my friend, if you're just feeling worn out and you don't know where to start, Find a friend, find somebody that can help keep you accountable, that can cheer you on. I'm happy to be a cheerleader for you too. Find somebody that you can walk this path with and just commit to doing one thing differently this month. Just one thing. Over the next 30 days, I am going to do this. And the crazy thing is, is that you've already been through so many tough times. So just remember that that is inside of you. Pull from that. What did you use? Was it humor? Was it a different strength that you maybe have? Was it resiliency? Whatever it is, draw upon that think about a time in your life where you overcame something that was really difficult you can draw on that and the tools are within you so i know you can do this and i'm going to be over here cheering you on well thank you i i need i think we all needed that <laughs> i that was so, so i needed it too sometimes we just need to have that person that's rooting you on so yes. i hope that everyone found some value from that we have an awesome conversation that I want to share a little bit about here in the next part of this segment. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my longtime friend, Alan Lee with Gunn and Cooper. I think Alan was so vulnerable and sharing the highs and lows of property management. And as always, it's important for me to shine a light on those of you that are on site in the trenches doing the work. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Alan, I've been looking forward to this conversation for two weeks because we had to reschedule. So thank you so much and welcome. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. I'm so excited to see you again. And I'm so excited to touch base about what we do, why we do it and what we love about it. And maybe not so much. I think it's fair to share that 
before we hit record, we were talking about how we met over 10 years ago, I think, and stayed connected through an association event. And now with the all of the great connections of social media, you and I get to keep in touch and like have a friendship that's online. But I think that's so cool about this platform is I want in 2024 to just talk to more of the on-site teams and what they're actually living and experiencing, kind of a, a behind the scenes look. So I'm excited that you agreed to do this. And I'm curious, you've been in the industry how long now? And what are some of the insights in your journey thus far? I am about to go or just entered in October, my 18th year. So I just started 18 years, which I really cannot even believe because, you know, I don't know that a lot of folks has, a lot of us folks who are in property management, that this was the game was. So for me, until I was 36, I was a professional actor. I was younger, I was thinner, I had hair. What I didn't have was retirement. So I didn't want to be tap dancing when I was 80 is the joke that I make. So I knew that I had to invest in myself and get something a little more solid. And I fell into a leasing position and fell in love with what we do. And then I was fortunate enough to just be able to love it enough to work my way up very quickly. That's incredible. So I learned something new. I don't know that I knew that about you, that you had an acting background. That was your your passion, huh? Absolutely loved it. Loved it. Still miss it every now and then, but I tell people I act every day. Tap dance when you need to like get a little bit of that stress out. I mean, that's, that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> and everybody who's in the biz that we're in knows we're all, I mean, all the hats, we just switched the hats, counselor, priest, whatever. The whole, the whole gamut. That yep. actually brings me into the question I wanted to ask you about challenges specifically. What are some of those challenges that you've had? Because you mentioned just, you know, what this industry can do for you. What have those been? For me, a lot of the challenges, like I typically have been called upon to come into projects that need help like a slow lease up or a new construction lease, someone who's going through a rental and needs to boost their occupancy. So that can always be a bit of a challenge, but I try to always approach it with optimism going, yes, this, this can be done. This can be done. But I think the biggest challenge for me has, and, and you and I have mentioned this before, the biggest challenge has very often been with, um, the companies themselves or the uh, ownership groups, and they want the results. We know it's a business, but they want the results and they want them so fast that very often it becomes an unrealistic challenge. So that can be a little bit of a letdown because you're like, okay, then you take it on as a personal failure, not a professional failure, because I very much connect the two and, you know, to add it's to a fault of my own. It's like your personal and your professional success are not tethered. You think that they are, but you're a good person, even if you really, really suck at what you do. Yeah. Just find something else that's going to fit better. But this works for me. So I often have to say, stop thinking about it in the same, in the same brain, compartmentalize it a little bit more. I think will always remain a challenge for me just because I remember just almost everywhere, all the assets that I've been, it's always seemed to be consistently true, but it's a business and I understand why it's consistent and why it's true. 
I'm glad that you shared that so vulnerably. I had really no idea where you were going to go with it, but I recently shared something on Instagram along those lines, just kind of like that reminder to the manager that if you're doing all the things that you can do within a healthy limit of your capacity and you're still not getting the results that ownership wants, ownership's role is to continue to push those numbers and those goals, but it's also then your goal to protect the most valuable asset, which is yourself. When you talk about mental health, physical health, all of those things, as we're going into the new year, there's probably a lot of property managers that feel the same way as you do and are thinking this has to be the year that I find a way to balance my community, but also the things that I need to take care of for myself and not align my success with the way the market, sometimes it is just a market thing. Absolutely. And I, I hope that so many people uh, who follow you do take that lead for 2024 because 2023 was the year for me where I just said, I cannot keep connecting those two things. And I think for me, it has really been helpful to finally, you know, connect with a, a group that I think has the same philosophy. There are companies who literally say, you know, we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk and all this good stuff. And at times you're like, okay, you're bought in and you're really there and you're loving the company until all of a sudden tragedy happens and you are left on a boat by yourself. And it's like, well, what happened to that core belief that we all shared that suddenly you feel abandoned by? So again, I just think that this group of people that I'm working with right now, they're so supportive and um, they really put themselves behind what they do, not just in policy, which is a piece of paper and a book, but also in personal interactions. And it's really a delight. Uh, we've all been through the roller coaster and been through that before. You just have to trust it. And that's where I finally am is just going, just trust it. Just trust it and go with it. That's amazing. I love that you're sharing that about the company you're with now. And I think that's such a good insight as companies look to be, even in a way when they're trying to be competitive for finding the best talent. A lot of times we, you know, we're thinking about pay, we're thinking about bonuses, we're thinking about these cool perks. And when I talk to a lot of corporate groups, I say, you know, a lot of times people are just looking for empathy, support, understanding, and like, not like you said, not just on paper, obviously the pay has to align with that. But we see that people are needing, they're wanting more. And I think after the pandemic, people are speaking up and saying, we want more than just these poor values on a wall. Oh, well, I mean, that, that is it. It's, you know, don't just tell the core values on the wall. That is so specifically said, uh, I don't know that it could be said any better. Uh, of course you always come up with the right thing to say, but yes, more than the core values on the wall. Um, that's beautiful. I love it, Barbara. Well, thank you. And I hope that this conversation maybe just opens that up to those that are in a position of authority to have in the change. So I'd love to shift gears a little bit. I'm curious, when did you first come ac up across Sprout and how has that impacted you at all in your career? I met this amazing person named Barbara Sabona. But I'll no, no, no. It's anybody who is watching this, just know that I have been a big, huge fan of yours for a very long time. You changed the way that I think about marketing. You changed the way that I think about social media along with another mentor 
Her name is Lana, Lana Peterson. The two of you together successfully made me believe this can be used as a marketing tool instead of going, I'm going out to dinner, look at a picture of what I'm eating. And since then, it's been something that I just really have just, I feel like I've gotten with each passing day and each thing that I see from you guys, I just go, that's good. Oh, that's really good. I like that. So getting that inspiration, but that's how, that's how I got involved was I, I met you and you talked about your company and it just did this shift. And so of course I immediately wanted to know more. So just followed all along and wasn't even for the longest time. I, I, I was, I don't think I was even a subscriber, but, and then there was a shift just several years ago during COVID where I went, I am dead. I have no other ideas. I've been doing it for such a long time. I don't think I have a brain cell left to come up with a new, fresh, innovative idea in the same industry that I've been marketing for so very long. And that's when you guys really just stepped in for me and if you just carried me, if you will, because I relied on so much of your content and your ideas for resident events, especially during COVID and then, you know, social media, of course, and then even resident retention. Yeah. So it was just, just a one-stop shop for me. And that's when Sprout, that's when Sprout sprouted for me. That is so cool. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be, have to be like its own gif or something. How do you, as a property manager with so many demands, and speak freely as you want on this, how do you manage distractions, manage like your most highest priorities? Is there anything that you found that works for you? Medication. It is so hard for me to stay focused, no lie. As I've gotten older, have, my attention span has just gone everywhere. And I see a wonderful medication. Huh. Uh, ADD is really hard in this business because even if you did not have a mental health issue where you struggled with it, it is hard to stay on the path of what you're working on when there are constant interruptions in your office. So for me, it just has to be sort of in chunks. And I think I, you may have said something about this at some point, but I have to put everything in little, um, like little zones. So this is my goal for the month. This is my goal for the week. And then if I can break it out in the morning, I say, okay, I know you've got 30 things you want to do today, but if you get these three things, then you won the day. I think you have to really evaluate where you're at and, and also evaluate how you support your team in that. Hey, like for the next hour, do those follow-up calls and don't worry about anything else. Somebody will cover that, you know, and that's not always available, but I just think that's a good conversation to have too, because it, it, we are in the age of distraction. Boy, truly. But also on the flip side of that, you can hopefully as a property manager, you have that support staff that you can say, okay, look, for the next 45 minutes, I need you to pretend like I am in a coffin in another, another continent. So let me do this. If you will take care of that, you know, love you, love you, thanks. So, Great. and if you've got that, you're winning. You're yeah. winning because we all know it's tough out there. Okay, Alan, I have two more questions for you. One, how do we bridge that gap between 
corporate teams and onsite teams? I think the word that when I was looking through the questions to review for this, the thing that kept coming up for me was empathy. I think a lot of it just, it's not that we don't have it. I think that we do naturally have empathy towards our fellow man. Uh, if, if you don't, you need to talk yep. to somebody about that. But I think that very often, because everybody is pressured in their position to do what they're supposed to do, and all of that is supposed to be in line and in tune with one another. And I just think that people get so stuck to what they're doing that they forget to be empathetic to what someone else is going through. One of the primary examples I think that most property managers will tell you is why did my regional just ask me for five reports that they could have run in the time that it took them to type the email to me to ask for those five reports, you know, and not all regionals are like that. And not all property managers are that negative and that upset at the moment. But you do every now and then go, well, that was just as easy for me as it would have been for you. Yeah. But you don't know what they are working on that they've asked you, that they've relied upon you to take care of that for them. So just try to remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, always communication, but you can talk about talk, you know, over and over and over. And there's a lot of people who'd like to talk. I like, I, I love to talk. One of my favorite things to say is I love to talk, but I love it the most when you let me listen. Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, thank you. But, you know, that's what acting is. Acting is listening. So that's uh, a lot of my approach as a property manager is come in, tell me about it, and how can I help you with that? So I think that's what is missing a little bit in the corporate structure to the on-site structure, maybe even up to the ownership level. So everybody wants, 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 and they're not asking one another, you know, how can I help you first? And for every person who's been in the business for 18 years, there's someone who was in it for 17 and went, today's the day, I'm out. So, and we don't want to lose those people because they have so much to give. I don't ever want to feel like I'm too old to do what I'd love to do until I'm ready to check that retirement. I thought you were going to say that coffin box for real. Time to check out. I'm just curious, what is bringing you joy right now in your job? I am really filled with joy for the company that I work with and for. Uh, I work with Gannon Cooper now, and they're relatively new. They're relatively small, but boy, do they have a really great leadership team that's very communicative. They build really great relationships with their owners. So, and they have just welcomed me so much that, you know, when you were talking about your brain creates the negative, oh my gosh, well, what did I do? Did I upset her? So for me, mine is confidence. And I just go, why do you like me, you know? <laughs> What's wrong with you that you like me? So they, it, there's just a really great group. And we just had our annual, our annual awards gala. And they're a local company. They're here in Arkansas, which blows my mind, which is nice for a change. Yeah. But we just had our annual awards gala. And one of my team members got recognized 
And, and then I got a recognition and it, and it's, I haven't really said anything about it, but it'll make you very happy. I got social media superstar. What? Congratulations. That's amazing, Alan. When they said my name, I did not even believe it. I, I, I just was like, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm too new. This, we just took over this asset that was rightfully purchased in April. There's so much, there's so many other, yeah, just blown away. I see that joy radiating from you. You started off talking about your company and how it's been such a refreshing change. And then to get recognized so early on, I think that's just so exciting. So we could go, I, you and I could do this like, and we should, we should zoom more regular. It's been so wonderful to see you and to catch up. Keep doing what you're doing. I love following you on LinkedIn. You guys are doing great content. I was telling my team, you know, even if you see something that they're doing and you're like, that doesn't really fit. I said, just adapt it. Take the idea and make it ours and make it fit because that's what they're doing for you. So it's, you guys just do such great things for so many people. I just want to tell you that like, I love your heart and your energy and you're just such an encourager on everyone's posts. Like some people, they kind of go on social and they just take, and you always are such a bright light and you've been kind of a, a person like that for me. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> Get out of there. Get out of there. And Talking from the social media superstar. Social media superstar. Can you believe that? <laughs> Alan, this has been so much fun. And I know everyone's going to love listening to this. So I will make sure that people can connect with you on LinkedIn and that they can keep in touch and reach out because I'm sure that some of the things that you touched on are things that people are also struggling with, working through, and also celebrating. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you're so great, Barbara. And thank you for this time. Wow, Barb, I feel like that was so relatable, what Alan had to say. I am so happy that everybody can hear his experience. Yeah, and I think what, what he said is probably a lot of people have had those same feelings. So there's some serious highs in property management when you reach your goals, but I appreciate that he also was vulnerable enough to share some of the lows and the challenges of when you do a good job and maybe you know things don't work out as expected or when different things suffer because you're putting so much energy there. So right. you guys connect with Alan and... Marcy, this has been so much fun. I love talking about this and I can't wait that we're going to just keep incorporating wellness, even on podcasts that aren't about wellness. I hope that we can keep talking about this. I agree because I think everybody needs it. So this will be great. So that's a wrap on today's multifamily mix, friends. Keep shaking things up at your community, your career, but always most importantly, shake it up in your life until we mix and mingle again. See you next week, friends. Bye, Marcy. Bye.